Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. A very good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value GA Podcast on wearecavan.com. I'm Damien Donoghue, and on this week's show, we're going to be looking ahead to Mullerhorn taking on Breda in the Ulster Intermediate Championship. We've got Tony Bagnell, Bagnell from uh, the Newry Democrat um, giving us a wee bit of an insight into the, the Down Champions. Um, we're going to be talking strength and conditioning, hurling, and of course, we're going to be looking at the, a brief look into the managerial merry-go-round that has started up again. The, the fun fair has started yet again. Paul Fitzpatrick from the Anglo Cell, thanks for joining us. No bother, David. Yeah, it started. This is going to be the big hot topic for the next couple of months. Keep yeah, us going it, on the podcast. It definitely is. It all, it always is because clubs are clubs are interested in making sure that they're not last to be picking. It, it, it's like when you were in school years ago and, and the two captains were picked and you just didn't want to be the last one standing there. <laughs> clubs don't feeling. want to be the last one standing. So, uh, I suppose we, we, we'll start off and, and a wee bit strange, but once we're out of Cavan, I, I can get involved in previews maybe for, for Mullerhorn. Um, looking ahead to, to Ulster here, it's, it's, it's hard to know, no different than any other Ulster competition, how Mullerhorn will perform, but they, uh, they're they coming up against the Down champions who Down have won two out of the last four intermediate titles in Ulster, so traditionally very strong. Traditionally very strong, and Mullerhorn, for all their unbelievable heritage, I don't think I've ever won a game in, in the Ulster Championship, because in, in, they won the Championship in, in 98, and they ran into Crossfit Lane that's right. and were lost a cl- very close game in the replay actually replay that's right they lost, I think they might have lost by two goals in the replay but I know Paul the gunner was playing that the first day because uh, he had played on the junior team that year because Mullerhorn's juniors got to the county final as well um, and that was junior A Yeah. And but they saved him for that but they brought him into the team for the for the seniors for the Ulster Club he was he would have been only about 19 at the time um, 2006 I think they might have lost again to Crossfit Lane in, in 2006 I'm pretty mm. sure they did and 2012 they were well beaten by Ergold Cairn that's right so it's a journey into the unknown in terms of, of winning the match in, in the Ulster Championship for Mulhorn now it's intermediate uh, so it's the first time they'll have played in the Ulster Intermediate as you know uh, better than anyone but I think it's uh, <coughs> like I think it's we, we talked about Kassaran the last day I think it's set up nicely for Mulhorn now because not to be blowing smoke up here, but I think Mullerhorn are are playing better as the year goes on. Probably played great stuff in the league and then maybe a bit of a dip in the early rounds of the championship. But certainly, you know, probably the best football I'd say, you'd know better than me, obviously, but I'd say the best football Mullerhorn probably played was in the last 15 minutes of the county final. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's no arguing on it. But the... Uh Probably the thing was that it, it, was, it was gradually coming and every, in my mind, every team has a dip. You don't go an entire season playing just non-stop top quality football, but you know Mullerhorn dip and it it came probably at the start of the championship, towards the end of the league, started the championship. As in, after promotion was gained, played Lavi and then in two league games beat Lavi, 
but it, it meant nothing to either side. Den beat Mullahorn, which meant something to Den at that stage. It meant nothing to Mullahorn. And I think that that's, it may have caused a little bit of a dip because then coming into the championship, people were, the players themselves maybe were a little bit worried about, Jesus, well, has our form gone or what's happened here exactly? Well, there were and question marks, do you know, about Mullahorn? Like, I didn't say it to you at the time because. Uh, you're involved with the team, and but there were I did hear people saying, "Oh, there's no championship in Mullahorn this year." Things mm. like that. Like there was a bit of negativity around that, and probably because of that loss uh, coming, even though it was meaningless, it probably didn't look great losing to a team that was in the junior. Yeah, 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 possibly so. But even even take it back to the start of the year, you know, most people when they were asked who'd win a, uh, an intermediate championship. It was Cúhollans and Lara were the teams that that most people were talking about. But Funny you should say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the face of me, but uh, for anyone who, who who can remember back this far, the last couple of years, it's really a filler, but it's it's a bit of crack as well. Around the New Year issue in the paper, uh, we do all the predictions. So myself, yourself, Mickey Brennan, Mickey Hannan, and Kevin Carney, and we've set questions and we fill in. So it's things like local sports person to watch who's going to win the Ulster Championship and then all the three championships in the county and kind of their reasons behind it yeah. uh, when I look back over it I had tipped Lara I think I think you're right yeah um, no yeah I did tip you Lara you tipped Lara yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. but you tipped Mullahorn and I think I said to you yeah I checked that out you tipped Mullahorn and you were like what are you at you bollocks I, I told you to tip Cacolans or someone was it I sent you I sent you the email at it because there were the, in, in Mullahorn they were saying at the start of it you know don't be bloody tipping us now you know so I I sent you the email with Coo Hollins as my answer and now and having said that I, I, I genuinely believed if Mullahorn weren't going to win it it was going to be Coo Hollins yeah. but you still put in Mullahorn <laughs> yeah but that, it was obviously a typo <laughs> but I mean it was serendipitous because it worked out but because uh, yeah. I was fully sure that I don't know how I made that mistake at the time it must have been just uh, conflating you in my head with Mullahorn and put in Mullahorn, but yeah, uh, I think Mickey Hannon might have tipped Mullahorn as well. Did he? No, he tipped Cucullis. No, he tipped Cucullis. He actually, t- he actually tipped Cucullis to win Ulster. Mickey Brennan, Mickey Brennan was the only one to tip Mullahorn. Tip Mullahorn, yeah. In I can't remember who. Well, that actually tipped. I you you put me down as Mullahorn, but Mickey Brennan tipped Mullahorn on top of that yeah. as well. Looking back through them, I had Rammer for, I had Rammer to win the senior, um, and then I had him beside a but crushed out of dark horses, so I'm taking some credit for that. Yeah, well, I had Cavan Gale, so I deserve no credit. No, no credit for that. <laughs> um, I had Donegal to win Ulster. Uh, I think you had Cavan. I had Cavan. Uh, yeah. No credit there. No credit. In fact, uh, I'm coming out of this looking terrible. Well, I had Kerry for the All-Ireland, and you had Dublin. And, right. And H had Dublin, and Kearney had Kerry. And Was it Mickey had Mayo? Somebody had Mickey Mayo. had Mayo, I think. I think yeah, I must, I must check it out again. But uh, yeah, we'll 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 break them out later on. Added, but bringing it back to to Mullahorn, I suppose, and and never really got talking to you about this or or on podcast anyway. But the intermediate final, who who were the players that stood out for you? Um, let me think back now. Well, Cormac Riley. Um, Got my vote for man of the match in the game, not just because he's an in-law of mine, but uh, I, I thought... He did score 1-3, was it? 1-5 maybe, no? 1-5 maybe, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. But what, what stood out for me about Cormac was he got the first point and then he got the last score as well. And he was scoring in between, he was winning freeze. The first point was very important because I think it was 15 minutes in before Mulhorn scored. Yeah. And so it was so important and he stepped up and showed, showed took a bit of responsibility, showed for a ball and backed himself to go for it. Now, I think 
you could definitely make the case that, that Philip de Gunner was was man of the match. Some people thought he he could have got the man of the match award, and you know he would have definitely been been worthy of it if he'd have got it either. It was a close call because his goal was so important, and he yeah. showed all his experience. But I thought Cormac, I thought Philip was excellent. Um, Killian the Gunner just went through, got through an awful lot of work and sort of cancelled out Brian McGee. They sort of kept each other occupied, but like he was box to box man, got through an awful lot of work. Shane Corrigan is compiling the Breffney Blue yearbook at the minute. He texted me asking me uh, for my thoughts on the, the team of the year that they do, and it's based on all all club activity and county teams as well. And I was saying Killian has definitely got to be very much in the conversation mm, because definitely. he's so consistent and yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Turns in a great shift every day. Um, I, I thought the two wing backs were excellent, uh, Colin O'Reilly and Carm- or um, Keen O'Reilly. Thought they were both excellent. I thought Sean Briarty was very good. Um, mm. McGarren at full back was very good. Yeah, he's yeah. he's a player that that again when I was coming out the, to Mullahorn would have been under the radar for me, but I I think he's a player that he's only twenty one or twenty two, six foot five. And loves being full back, which you don't often see. You know, you usually see a lad that's put into the full back, wants to be out in midfield. He doesn't. He wants to be a full back, and I think that he's that counts for a lot because because yeah. it is a specialized position. Yeah, and and if he was developed, you know, if he was, you know, maybe bulked up a wee bit, I I think there's county potential in that lad. I have to say. Yeah, yeah. Look at you can't coach height. That's, no, Hannah yeah. always says that about basketball. That's a well known phrase, and it's true. And I mean. He's a, he's got a frame there that you could definitely build on another stone or two of muscle probably in time. Mm. Like definitely has a lot of luck going for him. I should have mentioned Endo already. Uh, yeah. uh, Duffer was brilliant in the final. His passing has just become sublime, hasn't it? Oh, brilliant! Well, sorry, become is the wrong word. It always was. It always was. Well, his left his left peg is fantastic. He he probably to play as an inside forward at county level, he, he probably would need a little bit more pace. And when he was with the county for a while, like at under twenty one level, he was devastating inside forward. Mm. But at senior level, he probably got caught for a little bit of pace. But I definitely think he could make it, make it a county level in the position that he's playing for Mullahorn at the moment. Out the field. Yeah, delivering a ball in there. Yeah. And because he, he not alone can he deliver, you know, a lot of us can deliver a nice ball, but he can deliver the ball perfectly with a lovely trajectory on it. He's perfect at it, and and he can kick long range points as well. I think I think uh, some of the lads in Mullahorn were, were saying that I think Cormac all bar one of his scores came from passes of of Endes into him. And if you remember the ball for Philip the Gunner, it was outside of the left boot from about fifty yards away for for Philip to run on to, you know, by end as well. Like his 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 vision and his ability to execute the right decision. So quickly with the boot is, is is brilliant. Like he reads situations so far ahead of everybody else. But, yeah, you, I often heard you saying about fellas playing with the head up, yeah. and he's the, the best example of it. He he's actually very upright in his style when he gets the ball. He's literally is playing with his head up. Yeah. He, his back is is straight straight as anything, and he's looking around him, and, and he can deliver with that left peg. No one Cormac, I'd say he gave Philip or he gave Ender his man in the match trophy. Oh, he'd be very generous with that and, and humble. <laughs> I actually had the, I had to laugh at the um, nobody nobody barred Mullahorn people would have seen it, but the the video of the game afterwards and um, the, the Michael Tynan is interviewing Damien O'Reilly Cormac's father Cormac and and Killian the Gunner, and Michael Tynan is making the point about well Cormac we can see where you get to 
the shooting boots from your father scored probably the best point was ever seen here in in, in Breffney Park and you know he he was a, he was a fine footballer Cormac's answer was uh, yeah, but standard wasn't great back then <laughs> <laughs> just that's the type of him great and week Harry he has he has it on both sides as well because his, his mother's uncle John Wilson uh, played in the pole grounds and won yeah. two All Irelands as well so. He's got football from the O'Reilly's and the Wilsons. Yeah, definitely has. Definitely has plenty coming. On on Breda, I suppose we'll we'll cut because I caught up with the um, with a reporter from the Newry Democrat Tony Bagnell uh, just to get a few words on the Down Champions. Um, delighted to be joined by Tony Bagnell from the Newry Democrat to look ahead to the um, first round of Ulster between Cavan Champions at intermediate level Mullahorn and Breda who are the, the down champions. Tony, I suppose, first and foremost, um, Breda, looking at the scoreline, scoring 3-13, they, they obviously have a lot of uh, attacking power. They have, they have a lot of attacking power, right? Yeah, the, 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 half, the centre-half forward, Donnie Hughes was um, a, a big, big player for him. Since he scored a couple of goals, and he, he, he was uh, he run right on the... He run right for the... Um, Breda, he was their best player. I thought, although and yeah, Carl Francis was excellent. Yeah, yeah, he he played off the wire. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. they're they very strong team. And look, look, looking at them, they're 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 obviously ma- managed by um, Jody Gormley, um, who has has a world of experience, obviously in management. But he seems to have have them set up to to go out and attack or. or or, or are we missing something on the scoreline that that are they defensive? Do they like to bring numbers back, or what way do they play? No, well, they 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 did a fair bit of attacking, all right. Um, and Jody is a is a teacher. He's a teacher in 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 my hometown. Is really teaching me. He's a teacher in the Abbey, and he runs he he manages the Abbey uh, McCrory team. Okay. He has he has managed them for quite a few years. But he he lives in Belfast. He lives around Breda. He's actually from Toronto, I think, originally. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he's very very experienced, very experienced coach, and a nice guy as well. Right. I, I would it, would it have been expected? I know Breda won the championship in in 2016. They went up the senior. Obviously, came straight back down. Would they have been expected to win this championship in down? Um, I think they're 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 a fair decent team. Yeah, I would say they've been they've been well up there in. I think they won it. They won it two years ago, and they didn't win it. They didn't win it last year, but uh, uh, the last two out of three years they won it. But they're 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 very strong, very quick, and look very fit as well. Judy would have him uh, well well uh, conditioned to to play, you know, and to, to do well. Definitely, definitely, and and just briefly on the club, I suppose themselves. For for a lot of people who wouldn't understand how close they are to the centre of Belfast. It's it's very much a Belfast team, isn't it? Oh yeah, the Belfast team. They, they come from 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 the Ravenhill Road there, and Cherryville playing fields. There's a big complex there, and they're they're a fine club, and there's a lot there's a lot of community teams and whatever, uh, and uh, Gaelic teams. Right, right. They seem to be uh, they seem to be an up and coming team maybe with the with the population from around Belfast they they, they could be a team to watch for the future. Yeah, I think they are. Yeah, they're definitely a team to watch for the future. Definitely so. Lovely, Tony. Thank you very much for your time. Okay, no bother. Okay, thank you. Brady's Arva Limited. 
main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Kieran Callahan Electrical. Shine a light on your future. Check out www.callahanelectrical.ie or phone 049-43-3011. Interesting enough story on, on, on Breda. You know, I, I was unaware of how how far down went into Belfast. Kingspan Stadium, uh, with the rugby stadium, is actually in County Down. I didn't realise that. Yeah. yeah. My uncle Matt uh, was a founder member of the Carry Duff Club. And like, Growing up, we would always, it was your grand uncles. Growing up, we would have always said, well, like Matt lives in Belfast, and he did, but yet he was on the Down County board for years, and he was, he, he was founder of the club in Down. So he was, he lived in Belfast, but he was a Down man, even though he was a Fran man originally, but he was in Down for 50 years, and I carried off his right into Down, and so was, uh, or into Belfast, and so was St. Bridget's, which is Joe Brawley's club now, and obviously Breed is another one, like, so yeah. it's a real hot spot there now, and that's sort of an affluent area as well. So West Belfast, which would have been the traditional heartland of of Gaelic games in the city, would have you know that's where you have Rasa, St Paul's, St John's all together there. You've got um, St Gauls, St Gauls, or Milltown Road, and you've got St Teresa's. There's a whole pile of clubs in that little really really yeah. compacted area, and that's where all the, the like all the Catholics back in the day would have been all shoved into that area, and you know back in the days of gerrymandering and all that stuff, but. So that was always the power base and it was kind of an expression of identity as much as anything and that's why those GA clubs in that area got so strong because it was your way to express your your uh, Gaelic identity kind of thing. But there was also another power base up in the Glens where you had um, Horland was very, very strong and you also have Cargan kind of up there outside the city as well. But more and more the, the South Belfast is starting to get stronger and stronger and it's like what we're seeing on the South Side in Dublin it's becoming a quite middle class game like down around the Malone Road and all that that's where Brawley and, and that, that those type of middle class people live now and you know it's an affluent area and like compliment yeah <laughs> like we're seeing in, in Dublin the game is getting a little bit more middle class there parents are happy to send their kids there and they know it's a safe environment um, it's not maybe it's not as dangerous a game as rugby um, with collisions and concussions becoming a big mm. issue and all that kind of thing so you're you're getting that uh you're seeing that in Antrim GA, but by extension you're seeing that in Darren because you've an awful lot of Darren clubs coming into that area as well. Yeah. So it's very, very but interesting. These, these are literally their, their home ground is is touching Kingspan Stadium. They're they're just off the, the Ormore Road. You know, it's 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 very much right into Belfast. But they've they've they were, I think they were founded in nineteen seventy nine or something like that and then won a junior championship at some stage won the intermediate in 2016 um lost then the uh, lost then and got relegated from senior last year and are back up again now after winning the uh, the intermediate final but Jody Gormley who used to manage Antrim is over them you know yeah. so they've they've obviously I played with her own like I played he, with her own man a high profile man to be over 
Definitely better known than the Mullahorn management, but like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe around Belfast. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, I know they play hurling as well. Like you'd, yeah. ima- you'd imagine, you know, I'm sure you have your homework done, and you won't have to give away too many trade secrets. But you'd imagine they're going to be strong. Like I know Tommy McElroy is playing with them. Mm-hmm. They used to play for Manor. Um, I don't know. Per- I don't personally don't. No point in bluffing it. I don't know any of the rest of their players, but I imagine they're going to be very strong, especially when you see Darren Club's record in it and. Like Darren clubs in general seem to Darren club football seems to be strong, even though the county teams seem to be going through a lean period. Mm. Darren club football is very competitive. I have a friend in Savile, which would be just outside Newry, um, through the handball connections, and he he's a mad fo- football man. Like, and he's always telling me he says it's, it's serious stuff. Like in Darren, mm. always. Yeah, we well, look at Kilcoo. I know that they didn't win it this year, but they were missing a huge amount of, of, of players from the previous year. It was a freak season of injury for them, but they've, they've been very close to winning Ulster titles over the last number of years at senior level. But Well, their senior team should have beaten us this year in the championship. Like, I think mm. even the most the most diehard uh, Cavan supporter, you couldn't really say that we were any better than them that day. Like, talk about freak freak things happening that day. Sure. Between sendings off and black cards and injuries and everything else yeah. they really had had the better cabin that day so look Darren, Darren aren't going away anywhere but hopefully now they won't get an intermediate yeah, well, to kickstart them fing- fingers crossed fingers crossed the, the Mullerhorn lads can do the do the job on, on Sunday, or sorry, Saturday afternoon. It's at half two in Coothill. A whole lot closer for a lot of people so hopefully the Cavan support comes out and gets and behind you, you the got a, You got a session in in Coothill did you? We did, yeah, yeah. We got to play on it, so it's different, definitely different than than Kingspan Breffney. Now, the Kingspan Breffney was in unbelievable condition for the county final. Um, it'll it'll be heavier, definitely be heavier. But look, at it it is what it is. We we we'll go there and we'll we'll give it the best shot. You know, they'll not they, having that actually that training session on it will help. Will help a huge amount because lads can acclimatize and start to figure out in their head what what the running is going to take and and how to get their legs going in, in slightly heavier conditions. But now it's not in terrible bad condition by any means, you know. So um best of luck with it. Yeah, fingers crossed. As I say, it's it's on um it is on Northern Sound as well on Saturday afternoon from two thirty. Mickey Brennan will be bringing the coverage of that one. Um so moving on and on last week's podcast we, we spoke briefly well we spoke in depth probably about maybe Cavan's development squads and, and the like but on the strength and conditioning coach I, I brought up that how he's not starting until December and I thought that was a mistake I have been informed since that on his weekends he's getting back over and he's he's starting the, the new full time strength and conditioning coach has started in the role by doing the weekends and doing his weekdays over in London so um, at, at least at least they're not going to have to chop and change they can stay with the one so I, I think the county board have to be applauded for for that. Like, like I mean, it, there seems to be a deficit in that area, and now it's going to be it's being addressed. So you can't say fairer than that. Well, my point, my my point on it, and I have to one hundred percent agree with you. The county board deserves massive, massive applause for this. You know, they've had. I'm just thinking in the last six years, three different strength and conditioning coaches. So we say, for example, Killian the Gunner, he had Nada. He had Owen Maguire and he had um, Cribben uh, within the last six years. So we'll say one, and I'm I'm not 100% sure on on exactly what they're aiming at, but no different than I'm a football manager and you're a football manager and I like attacking football, you like defensive football. A strength and conditioning coach might, one might 
look for more flexibility work and making sure that you're 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 loose and you're lean but you're not necessarily bulking up a muscle a different one might come in and say no you're too light you need an extra four or five kilos on you and therefore there's no consistency with the strength and conditioning regime from on the age which there was none up to this point right through now we're going to get that we're going to get consistency and I think that Cavan are only the second team, somebody said now, and I don't know who the first are, but to employ this role, sorry, well, Tyrone have it, obviously, yeah. and Peter, Peter Donnelly, but to employ a full-time strength and conditioning coach, that's that's just going to look after that area. So, And from what I've been hearing, I, I spoke with somebody over the weekend who, who has had contact with the strength and conditioning coach, and extremely impressive uh, CV. He's coming from a London Irish rugby team, to take up the role with oh, Calvin. He's not a Calvin man, is he? No, he's from County Down. County Down, okay. Can't think of his name now. I was told it over the weekend, but it, it, it's gone. But it's uh, he's from County Down, as far as I can remember, and he's he's spent a number of years as strength and conditioning coach with London Irish rugby team. So that that's that's high praise. That's you know, that's a professional environment. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, yeah. they'd have their pick. You imagine London Irish advertising a strength and conditioning role. They'd be absolutely inundated with high-quality candidates. So yeah. if you got the nod there... You'd have to imagine he's good enough for us. Yeah, definitely. So, look, I just wanted to clear that up. And there's a Calvin link there as well, because I think the owner of London Irish, or certainly one of the majority shareholders, is crossing from uh, from Google, who's a massive building contractor or energy supplier or something like that in London. So, hopefully that'd be lucky omen for us. Maybe, maybe that's it. So, wanted to clear that up anyway. Um, Briefly, well, maybe not briefly, but the Horland in Calvin, for the first year, definitely since... I can remember at one stage Cavan Championship having four teams. Woodford were in, um, Coot Hill, St. Joseph's. And St. Phelan's, wasn't it? St. Phelan's, yeah. That was that could be seven, eight years ago, maybe even longer. I remember Mickey Brennan playing for Woodford, so they were badly stuck. It was uh, <laughs> But back to four teams, and I was just chatting to a few of the, the lads from Mullerhorn about this, and they were saying, look, at least we're getting games. We're getting... Now we've had three weeks in a row that we've had a game. That's you know that that massive progress. Absolutely. Like the funny thing was, it, it caught the eye straight away. I got an I got a, an email from from Angela Hamilton. Just I was on her email list with with fixtures a few months back, maybe ten weeks ago, I'd say. And uh, one of the things was about the the entries in the Senior Hurling Championship. One of them was Pierce Oak, and I replied to Angela. I, I said, "Who's who's Pierce Oak?" And she explained to me who it was. And I've seen a few people online asking, who's Pierce Oak? So I think the name has caught the eye. It's a new one in Cavan. It's not like West Cavan Gales or, you know, it's a lot of these amalgamations have similar names. Pierce Oak sounds like something completely new. And uh, so what it is, is I think Mark Hayes is one of the driving forces behind it. It's a few from Woodford, a few from around Ballyhays and Cavan Town area. And I think they're even bringing in some from around Ballyna, like Sean Keating is on and Damien Riley. Um, You've got uh, Mark Hayes himself, who's playing football with Bally, Bally Hayes, Limerick man originally, and played a high level of Hurling down in Limerick. Um, Shane Briarty from Bally Hayes is on it. Uh, Gary O'Rourke, goalkeeper, who who is also Please. part of the Cavan senior panel that's been called in, I think, for trials at the minute, uh, and and well deserved too for that. Um, so that's that's the sort of profile of the, this team. Now they had a, they had a great result at the weekend. They drew at Mullerhorn. One eleven apiece, and Mullerhorn needed two late points. I think Hugh, uh, Hugh Brady uh, right. came up with a last minute point, surrounded by three players, jumped up, caught the slitter, and stuck it over the bar to get them a draw. So that got Mullerhorn into the final. 
like a couple of years ago it looked like Coothill were maybe going to dominate the Hurling they had had a lot of underage success and were coming through and were competing strongly in Monaghan underage leagues and things like that but uh, Mullahorn have, have sort of doubled down on it and they seem to when they lost the final to Coothill that seemed to really sting them and they've put in mm. a massive effort since then now I, I don't know if Philip the Gunner has been playing because he's probably no. tied up with football he'd be one of their most prominent players but Derek Dalton had a serious game of the weekend he scored something like 1-6 Ronan O'Hagan is there playing well. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of lot of the well known names that are that are doing the business still from Mulhorn. So they were beaten. They were beaten in Ulster, but they're only narrowly beaten. That's right. The Armagh champions beat them in the second half. Display Mulhorn came back at them, but it, it bringing it back to Cavan. In order for Hurland to survive or to thrive or to grow, you need more than two teams. So East Cavan Gales deserve a huge amount of credit because they're building from the ground up. They've had on the rage for the last couple of years and, and consistently making sure that they're that they're competing at underage level. It's in the Monaghan League, I think is where they where they play their trade because there there is no Cavan League. But that that that's a vital part of it because now you have in the south of the county, you have the the, the Mullahorns of Joseph's area. In the centre, you've got now Pearsog. You're, you're, you can take it up to over to Coot Hill on the Monaghan border. You've got you've, you've that area covered. Probably going out to Drumgoon and St Fimbers and and all these extra areas, and then yeah. go over to Kingscourt Bailey Borough. So you're covering a huge amount of the map with with the with the Horland now in Cavan. Yeah, no, I I think it's it was a pretty good idea. Like when. It, when Old Marcy was there, they put down great foundations, and I know Keith Green is there as the Horland uh, development manager now, and he's doing great work as mm. well. I, I think it's a good idea to go outside the county if you can. Like we're seeing it in Camogie now in Cavan, then uh, then Lara and and Crushla all competing in the Mead leagues. Then we're in Division Three of the Mead league, and they're through to the final of it. Lara were in Division Two, and they're through to the final of it. And Crushla were going well too. Now I don't know if they're going to have to concede some games because. They have an All-Ireland semi-final coming up against four roads from Roscommon. All-Ireland Junior Club semi-final. Mm. But it's working in Camogie. They're, yeah. they're willing to travel the extra distance, go to Mead and get a programme of, of good games. And you can see it with underage as well. Like The good horrors are coming through because they're getting exposed to just a bit of a better standard. I yeah. think it's a great idea. Absolutely brilliant. Huge, huge credit to them. Mullahorn, as you said, have qualified for the final. And I think the way it works is that the second place team has qualified for the semi final. Essentially, there's a a playoff for the semi final between the third and the fourth. Is that? I think that's right. Yeah, I think that's right. I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent on it. Like it's it's a bit convoluted. You only the four teams, so they play each other a few times. But that's better than a straight knockout because it's more games and it, it keeps mm. the season alive for longer. They're under no pressure now for time because they had to nominate a team to play in Ulster so they nominated Mullahorn I presume because they were the champions well yeah well actually Mullahorn and Coothill played in the first game of the of the competition with the winner of that going in because that was last year's final I presume yes, and exactly. Pierce Hogue were a new team you couldn't yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, and so were East, East Cavan Gales didn't compete last year if Pierce Hogue were to get to the final now and win it or even if they were get to get to the final I think we'd see one of the biggest crowds at a Horan final in a long time because yeah. there's a novelty factor there and like there's a lot of footballers on it if you call them that, and that are that are giving the Horland a lash, and let's say Ballyhays' season is over now. That they, they stayed in intermediate, so they're they're not going to be kicking football for a while. It's keeping the lads fit, taking the likes of Shane Briarty, Gary O'Rourke. Mm. Um, you've got Neeson Neary there from Kildallan as well, fellas like that. Dahi Neary still on the on the go as well. 
Uh, he'll never stop. He'll never stop. He said one time that it's harder to get to, to uh, get, get off, off get off the cabin hurdle team <laughs> than get on it. But uh, I always it was at one time. But yeah, look, I, th- I think hurling the cabin is probably the strongest position it's been in in a, in a few years now. So mm, I'd um, agree. I definitely go along to that final now this year. I think yeah, it's definitely yeah. a bit of buzz around it. Well, well done to we all might get Marquez on. Uh, now, if they get if if Pierce will get the final, or even, or if, they even don't, if they don't, he'll know the he'll know the ins and outs. Actually, yeah, yeah we, we'll send out the invite. Yeah, we'll send out the invite to Mark is to to come in and have a chat with us. So, uh, the final thing that we're going to talk about on this week's McAvoy Super Value GA podcast is the managerial merry-go-round. The breaking news we can we can play the breaking news snippet here. Ronan Clark is the new Cavan Gales manager from Armagh. Yeah, you broke that one to me off air, Damien. I was surprised. It really caught me on the hop now. Like, I mean, what a player he was. His mm. career was was ter- cut terribly short by injuries. Yeah. When he was 19, he was one of the best 19-year-olds we've ever seen come through. Like, in 2002, playing in a two-man full forward line, he was he was phenomenal. Uh, we Stevie. And he, he's, he's um, he'd be very familiar with, with Cavan Gills because he would have played against Cavan Gills for his club in Ulster Minor Finals for Pierce Oh, Oak. yeah, yeah. I think they beat Cavan Gills in a final... Um, the year the Gales won it, didn't they? And then the year after, they That's lost right. the final by a point, Pierce and it was Ronan Clark that kind of beat them. That's right. Like, can you imagine how good he was when he was eighteen? Mm. But uh, so we'd be familiar with them. So maybe there's a connection from from that time. You know, it's a bit of a gamble because he doesn't have a huge managerial pedigree and or any really. And uh, no. although he's ladies football, he had. I think he was over a club, his club team, or he was involved in ladies football in Armagh anyway. And I think he may have been involved with Monaghan Harps when Matty Midlinen was manager okay. as coach. Okay, yeah. Well, look, so. the Gales like, set very high standards for themselves. And they'll, they'll be very sore about going out of the championship at the quarterfinal stage. And they won't want to make a habit of that. Yeah. Because like, you could look back and say, well, all right, it's a, it's a blip. But, you know, the danger is it becomes the norm for the Gales that they don't make a final. Like, so they won it last year, but the year before that they're in a relegation playoff. Mm. You know, um, so the Gales don't want to be getting into this habit when they had set a standard where they were getting to finals every year. They were favourites almost every year. I, I th- do think they're in transition. And looking at it, like Mickey Ling said last year in an interview with the Celt that uh, he felt it was the strongest Gales panel he'd been involved with. And he says they'll, they'll prove that in the next few years. You know, that's looking a little bit hollow, hollow now because the, I can't see the superstars that are coming on. Certainly, they're not winning, we'll say, under-21 championships on their own. They won an under-17 under minor championship. It was amalgamated mm-hmm. uh, with Kiligary. So there's, there's going to be some good players coming off that. But other clubs seem to have more coming on. And the way I look at it is, we'll say, you take Garner or Crushlaw, you can expect them to improve another few percentage points before next year. And at the minute, there, there are a few points ahead of the Gales, looking at it on a mathematical basis. Mm. So the Gales are going to need to improve more than Gona improve and more than Crushlaw improve if they are to get back and win it. So the Gales have a bit of a bit of a of a job on their hands to mm. get back there. So Definitely. it's 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 not an it's not an easy job for Roman Clark to come in no. and, and win a championship. That's, that I think every Gales man will agree that. But it's also the Gales are taking a wee bit of a gamble with him. The fact that he hasn't managed. You know he hasn't managed in Cav and and he probably hasn't huge experience of it. But look at the Gales have taken gambles before that have paid off. So maybe maybe this one will. It'll be very interesting to see how it goes. There was a rumor, Damien, that Darren McCarthy was mentioned 
for the job that the Gales were going to maybe try and snap up McCarthy for that's, that's, that's a Man City Chelsea sort of a move <laughs> I thought know. it was no I thought myself I was like Jesus that's, that, that could be rubbish that's just a rumour here but it shows the way if, if there was any truth to that it shows the way the Gales are thinking they still see themselves as the as the the aristocrats yeah, of, yeah. And like, they're 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 a buying club, <laughs> yeah. No, in soccer parlance, that's it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, it, it didn't. It, it that didn't transpire anyhow. No, I, well, must, I didn't. I, I must investigate a wee bit more. But I, I, I uh, couldn't see McCarthy being let go by Crusher any after oh, doing so well. But I think they'd be foolish. To I can't wait for next year's championship already, Damien, because <laughs> yeah. you're going to have Crusher back. Casaran. I still think there's a window there for Casaran to win another championship mm. or two. They're young yeah. enough yet. They're, well, I think they're in their prime now. Um, Gauna. Are they coming? coming. Darren, Darren the Hunt, um, Timmy Fitzpatrick, step aside as as manager. So Darren the Hunt, it'll be that'll be a vital appointment for Gowna. They have to get that one right. Yeah. Um, Rammer, uh, Rammer. A lot of people would say have the best panel of players. Still. And then Darren the Hunt at the minute. Although there, there are rumours that it may have been they may have appointed somebody, but we'll we'll not state who because it, it hasn't been confirmed. But. Um, if the rumours are right, I think it's a good appointment. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of teams in in the hunt again out there, and and a lot of teams that can compete. Like you're realistically, you're, you're probably looking at four or five teams that could win a senior championship. Now, you're definitely looking at four, if not, if not more. You yeah. know, I, it's, I, if not more, like like Lavi are, are, are right there. Say, like yeah, um, Lavi have a few players that that just haven't committed to it in the last couple of years. Like there's there's a few good lads there that have played senior for them and just kind of fell away from the football. If they could get them back, it'll be mm. had too. They're very Cullivan back. I'm thinking of the likes of Senegal Christ, who was a county minor, and Dean Rutherford yeah. played very well for those Aston Gales teams. A few lads like that, I think, are still around home and just weren't playing football this year. If they could get a few of them back, they'd be stronger again and Cullivan back too after his injury. So I think Lavi will be in the mix too. Lacking yeah. won't be going anywhere either. Um, so it's going to be very, very interesting next year. That's it. Can't wait for it. Um, I, I don't think we've mentioned this one before on the podcast, but Dermot Shorten, you, you were mentioning in the Anglo set last week, has taken up a role as strength and conditioning coach with, with the Offaly County uh, senior team with, with John... Um, Mohan. John Mohan. So mm. very interesting. A few years ago, we spoke on, on this about how, you know, Cavan seemed to be important all managers and and from everywhere it was from county senior to club management it seemed to be we we take them from from everywhere now we seem to be exporting all of our our product well you made the point when it looked like we said Jason Riley or Peter Riley or someone like that was going to get the Cavan job and there was talk that Mickey Graham was going to get the Longford job and I think he would have got the Longford job if he hadn't yeah. taken Cavan you could have three Cavan men managing the county teams because you've Terry Highland and Leitrim as well that's which right is, which is incredible like the amazing thing is. We bring in a lot. We bring in a lot of managers and coaches from from northern counties, north of us, Monaghan, right up into the the six counties. But we don't export them. We export the odd one to Monaghan. But we, like, has there ever been a, a Tyrone club managed by a Cavan man, or even even a Fermanagh club? I can't think of. There's bound to have been some, but yeah. it's rare. Like, so that probably is coming from a bit of an inferiority complex there. That we'll take theirs in and think they're better than our own, but they they don't take ours. Yeah. So it's good to see that other counties, even though it's not not Ulster counties necessarily, but other counties are looking and saying, oh, "Jesus, he's a cab man; he must know his stuff." Well, that's it. That's it. If you look in 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 Longford, the three of the four semi finalists were managed by Cavan managers: Dermot McCabe, Clongish, Abby Lara, who made the final by Danny Brady and Mickey Graham. 
over Mullignacta who made the final and won it obviously so in Longford obviously Cavan stock is high you had Brian Donoghue getting to the intermediate final in um, in Mead with Ballon Lock again Cavan man Cavan stock being high there and, and going forward the field there seems to be there seems to be that option there more often than not for Cavan lads to go outside and another one that's going outside Mullignacta have stayed with Cavan man for their manager Fimber O'Reilly's taken over from Mickey Graham yeah that's a big one big move for Fimber now um, like I'm sure Fimber will be will have been highly prized like any club would like to have him because his record is mm. f- second to none for an up and coming fella I don't know if he'll play football next year he probably that could be the end of him playing now but I think he's 41 um, some of the lads told me so um, he's played away for a long time I'd say he's ready to totally immerse himself in management it's it. <sighs> And again, don't get me wrong. Uh, yeah, without a doubt. And, and, and you take in with St. Pat, he was a massive, massive part. Probably the the engine in, in the transformation of what's happened in St. Pat's along with maybe Father Kevin. But it's, it's a brave move by him. Like, I know he had other clubs looking for him, and his choice was Mullignacta. They're after winning three in a row, they're working off a very small panel. I spoke with Mickey Graham and he was saying that they they either haven't had or only have had one injury in three years. You know That's unbelievable. That's that's phenomenal. And actually a, a tip of the hat he was saying to it was the strength and conditioning programme put together by Sean Lynch, a drummer Lee man, um that, that that was crucial to it. But it it's it's something that there's so much when you're working with a small panel who are at at the uh, at the peak of the hill at the minute to keep them up on that is is a yeah. is a is a tough job you know especially if they get a run in, in Leinster now um it's going to be a long season for them yeah and like you know they were good enough to win Leinster last year especially when the Dublin champions were knocked out last year it was open up for for yeah. them and um yeah it's it it I mean nothing it's a brave no, it's a brave win will do I think yeah. Finber is moving to the Virginia area someone told me I'm not a hundred percent on that so if that's true um. You'd imagine Rammer would have probably been beaten down his door as well, but maybe he's a very, very proud lack of man, so maybe he didn't want to manage against his own club in the senior championship. Maybe but so. Yeah, you just don't know. He's he's in demand, so he's doing a lot right. Yeah, definitely wish him the very best of luck in, in, in the new role anyway. So um we'll obviously be keeping on top of the managerial merry go round here on the the We Are Calvin podcasts. Um if you missed it earlier on in the week on patreon.com forward slash we are calvin, we previewed the uh the senior championship in Ulster with Castle Rahan taking on um, Owen Rua from Coleraine in, in Derry we caught up with Michael McMullen we were discussing handball and I suppose Paul congratulations very briefly on this one we, we, we did do a little bit more depth but you're an All-Ireland winner All-Ireland winner now yeah that's my second All-Ireland handball medal now after a long well few um, inter-club and colleges competitions and that but in terms of All-Ireland championships so my first one was in 2002 under 17 doubles with Shawnee Johnston so it's a long wait <laughs> a long wait well well done congratulations to yourself and Thanks to Cormac McMahon a, a wonderful achievement we also uh, looked ahead to the Lavi ladies taking on uh, Trillick in the Ulster Junior Final so if you want to listen to that head on over there to patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan as always folks get in contact with us on social media on Twitter or on Facebook or our new favourite Instagram and uh, let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast yes it was great yes it was great yes it was great stuff and Larry has put it over the bar. It was hard, fast football after that. You're in Carvin, there's a yeah!
Or was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Cavan to get come back into the big time? And then McCabe, and it's over the lap, and Cavan are not buried yet. Cavan doing all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonald, what a goal! Oh, yes! And over the bar, Finland Cahill, what a day he is having! Oh, this is brilliant by Cavan! Dandy-legged farmers walking the roads near Virginia. Hurrah, yeah, hurrah, yeah! <laughs> 